Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Principal Living. Today's guest is a man who has had countless of achievements. To name a few, he's a doctor, CEO, author, and world-class bodybuilder. He runs a fitness franchise business, the Camp Transformation Center. Although he has many accomplishments, his journey has been far from easy and has overcome a lot of challenges, like coming to a country where he didn't speak the language, to now living the American dream. He's a man with a mission to help people get in the best shape of their lives. I would like to welcome Sam Bakhtiar. How you doing, Sam? Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for being here, man. I will really appreciate it. Um, if you don't mind, Sam, if you can give us a little bit more of an introduction for yourself, like if you can tell our audience who you are, what you do, and just a little bit of your background, please. So I'm an immigrant, you know, that I came, I came to the United States in 1985 from a third world country called Iran. You know, we came here with a single mom, $500, a luggage, and um, had a pretty hard life, you know. And uh, today, you know, I'm the CEO of the Camp Transformation Center, CEO of Myo Sport Nutrition, CEO of 1% Nutrition, you know, and my companies all together, you combine, they do close to nine figures. One thing that I noticed um, just going based on the, on the information I got from your, from your story. It seems that you, you were born in Iran, and, and it, from what I know, like when you were a little child, uh, your family and yourself as well were like bombed. So um, just something that, that really stood out to me was that story. And I just wanted to ask you, was there, was there something about that, that when you came to the U.S. made it easy for you? So maybe like you went to from life-threatening situation to being here in the U.S. and being able to achieve more because that that experience. Do you think? Believe it or not, I, I don't think so. You know. Um, no. Okay. Believe it or not, no, because um, you know, getting bombed on, you knew you were at war. You knew what to expect. The okay. worst, the hardest hit on me was coming to the United States. You know, not having any friends pre-teenager, not knowing the language, being an only minority in school, and not being able to fit in. That was a lot harder than anything else. Being bombed on was pretty easy. Getting bullied, getting beat up, getting discriminated, that was hard. Do you think that experience helped you to get you to where you are now? Do you think you got thicker skin because of that? Getting bullied and discriminated and all that? Yes, for sure. Absolutely, 100%. Everything that that in life happens to you, happens for you, not against you. You know, you have two choices in life. Either sit back and complain and say, because of this and because of that, because you know, I didn't have a dad, because I was, you know, you know, raised in a third world country, because, you know, I, I'm the minority, because of this, because of that, I'm this way and I can't get up and I can't do anything. Or you can use it to your advantage. You can use it to your dark side and rise up and, and, and use that fuel to catapult yourself to the next level. That's what I choose to do. And I, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. How are you able to do that, though? Um, a lot of people that that happens to them, it's a lot harder, right? Like, it, it makes it seem like they, they're not able to overcome that. How were you able to, to focus that energy and bring it from a negative to a positive? You know, I owe it to my future. I owe it to my mother who risked everything to bring me here. I owe it to... My, my, my future kids, my future wife at the time, you know, and listen, man, what, what, are, what are the choices? 
you know, when you sit down, you got to analyze your choices. You know, everything that happens, you know, any, anything that you do, you just got to do a quick analysis. What, what are your choices? Choice one, you know, be like, okay, I had a setback and I'm going to make excuses, sit on my setback and not go anywhere, grow up being old and bitter and complain why I'm not where I want to be. Or use that setback as fuel, use that setback as an ambition and say, you know what? I'm going to show the world what I can become. Frank Sinatra says that the sweetest revenge is, is massive, massive success. success. I, I love that quote. That's awesome. Um, so focusing to your, focusing to your future. I, I like that perspective because I believe that every human being is not a person to stay in the present. I believe we are creatures that think to the future and we live in the future. Our mind our concepts in our in our mindset and our and our and our brain gets us to a better state. So, is it something that you kind of your projections, your plans, and everything? You think that's what kept you going? So, it's just based on what you told me. Well, you gotta you know you gotta first analyze. Okay, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna bitch and complain and not do anything, or are you gonna do something? And obviously, I, you know, I chose the the latter. And okay. I recommend the latter. Once you say, okay, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get back up, get back on my feet and do something. You just gotta put a plan together and execute the plan day in, day out, whether you feel like it or not. Okay. Just like I'm executing my plan right now as I'm talking to you. I need to burn a thousand calories before noon. So, you know, I'm executing plans as I'm talking to you. You know, you can say, oh, well, because I had podcasts all day, I couldn't actually, you know, get my steps in or I couldn't get my workout in. No, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. If you have a plan, put the plan together, execute the plan, whether you feel like it or not. Obstacles are always going to be the way, but obstacle is the way. I, I like that quote. Obstacles are the way. Okay, perfect. So we're, we're going to jump in into, um, we want to talk about, about what the show is here. Um, to talk about and it will be three principles that you have applied into your life that got you to the success that you have today we'll start with the most important one to you what do you think will be the first principle you have applied faith 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 and and this is not about being religious you know not about i don't care if you're a muslim i don't care if you're a jew i don't care if you're a christian i don't care what you are faith to me is believing in something bigger than yourself, believing that you are in on this planet to do something just more than just serving yourself. And you're here to serve humanity. You're here for a reason. And, you know, one, you know, faith is, you know, knowing that everything's going to be okay when the obstacle is in a way. Faith is knowing that, hey, when life, you know, throws punches at you, there is a reason it's throwing punches at you. It's trying to give you a signal. It's trying to tell you what moves to make to get better. You know, so without faith, we have nothing. Without faith, you have nothing. Okay, so has there been an experience in your life that made you realize how important faith was to you? Well, if you look back at my life, mm -hmm. or you look back at your life, or anybody listening or watching this show, just look back at your life, everything that happened to let you become, you are where you are right now. How many times something has happened to you and you were just devastated? You were just devastated. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe this. This is the end. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know what's going to do. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And guess what? You came out better. 
that obstacle made you better. But at the time you were going through that and you thought it was all over. It was the end of the world. You didn't know how you were going to get yourself out of it. And that's faith. You look at my, you look at my life, for example, if, if I wasn't getting bombed on every night, my mom would have never, never went, went to the United States. And if I never went to the United States, if I didn't get cut from the basketball team, I would have never found weightlifting. If I would have never found weightlifting, I would have never, you know, got, get in love with the transformation game. If I never got in love with the transformation game, I would have never opened up my gym. If I never opened up my gyms, I would have never, you know, be where I'm at and help hundreds of thousands of people transform their lives. It all happened by me, me getting bombed on first and make a decision to come to the United States. Me getting cut from the basketball team and not playing basketball and discover weightlifting. See, so all of this stuff was God's plan. Steve Jobs says that you can connect the dots going backward, not going forward. Ah, I like that. Um, so would you say that faith is part of, just like you said, it's God's plan and believing in that plan, your future, your what's going to happen into your life? Faith doesn't mean you don't have to take action. You know, so, so you can't, faith doesn't say, oh man, you know, if God wants it, well, God will bring it. God will only reward people who work for it. You know, God tests you. God tests you all the time. You know, you know, God tests you by obstacles, by trials and tribulations to see if you're worthy of his blessing. Because if you quit, then you're not worthy of his blessing. But if you persevere and are resilient, then he's going to bless you. That's why you see any success story. It wasn't a linear success. There was a lot of ups and downs. There was a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of adversity. And people who persevere through adversity is who God rewards handsomely afterward because they have faith. When you persevere through adversity, that means you have faith. I, li I like that, that, that concept you have. That's, that's pretty awesome. And um, to jump into the second one, so based on faith, working the plan, what do you think will be the second most important principle you have in your life? Family. Family. Now, what concept of family, like being? So again, let's, let's, let's look, look back. I'm mm -hmm. such a family man. I love my wife. I love my children. I do anything for them. I'm a super provider. I want to make sure as soon as, you know, my, you know, I saw the ultrasound of my kids, you know, I sold my motorcycles because I didn't want to get in an accident. I didn't want to, you know, widow my, you know, family and, and all that kind of stuff. As soon as I said, I'll just the kids. I started college funds for them. I started their future for them. I started, you know, planning for them. I started getting life insurance, you know. So family to me is everything because family is your legacy. Family is what you, you know, you never die because a part of you always stays on earth, right? So part of me is in my children. And my children are going to pass it on and pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. That's my legacy. So it's up to me to groom the next generation, to be able to provide for them and coach them and train them for them to be able to be not only the functioning member of society, but also a contributing member of society. So for them to not to be able to thrive for themselves, but be able to contribute to humanity and help make the world a better place. In my perspective, the man of the house is the one that is responsible for, for her own house, right? For, for, the, for his family. So it sounds like all the, your belief system and everything that you know of 
it's applied in your own house. And the way you do, and the way that I'm understanding is, um, and the way I believe it as well, is once you apply it into your life, what you apply it into your family, you can make a contribution to an overall, which is the community. Is that something that I'm That's understanding correctly? Correct, very, 100%. Okay, perfect. Um, is there something that you do maybe on a daily basis, maybe on a monthly basis to keep that, um, the family bond and to keep all your your belief system and giving it to your family on a like i said is there something daily that you do it's, 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 it, 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 family is a daily thing it's not a monthly yeah. thing it's a daily you know it, it, it you know managing a family is like managing a business it's mm -hmm. daily repetition it's daily you know sharing with the family what your mission mission is in life what your vision is for them and be able to sit down and come up with like what I call family core values and keep talking about the mm -hmm. family core values and, and, and what, what it means for them to be able to survive. Okay. Would you mind to share with us what are your core values for family? So my, my, my core values for my family is honesty and integrity. And Re relentless pursuit of self-improvement. Okay. This is something I share with my kids. Leave it better than you find it. Leave it better than you find it. Okay. And treat people as you like to be treated. Awesome. And this is something that is applied into your family and it's on a daily basis. On a daily basis, you know. So if I if I go and you know I see I see a mess on the on the table, I tell my children, I'm like, hey, you're violating core value number four. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, leave it, you know, leave it better than you found it. I said, that's that's not leaving it better than you found it. You know, you made a mess. I need you to pick up. If 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 they they'll t if they're telling me something that's not 100% true, I said, hey, you talked about honesty and integrity. You don't want to violate the number one rule. If her sister, the older sister is, is mean to the younger sister, I said, hey, how would you like me to treat you like that? The way you're treating your sister. I said, treat her like you want me to treat you. And so just some basic core values for, for, for them to follow right now. And of course, you know, as they're getting older, I'm actually are about to write 100 credos, you know, that I want them to memorize. As they get older, these are credos that I want them to, to know basically that, that blueprint of success, what they need to do in life to be successful. That is awesome, man. I, I think that's, that's a pretty cool, cool thing to do. Um, I really like what, what you just said, integrity, honesty, uh, being relentless on the pursuit of, uh, for success. Um, and I believe that with your family, in my, in my own perspective is that a lot of people think like I'm raising children and the way that I see it for you, you're raising adults. And I think it's a better way to see it, right? Because we are, we are raising little kids that are going to become adults. You're not raising a little child. Like he's not going to stay a child for forever. Right. So and implementing those core values from the beginning, I think is very crucial. And I think you're, and that's, that's a pretty cool thing you're doing. So 
that's 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 for that's freaking awesome man that's, that's awesome thank you and uh, and to jump into the third one what will be the third principle you live by fitness as you can see fitness okay <laughs> well i mean there's no question about that i mean even even on a call making things happen he's still working out so if you can give us a little more background into what got you into into fitness and what how how was that passion born so I was always, you know, ever since I remember walking, I had a ball in my hand, you know? So and I fell in love with soccer at a very young age. And when I moved to America, before I was moving to America, I was a star soccer player in my elementary school and going into mid middle school. But when I came to America in 1985, in the middle of nowhere, in a town called Sharon, Pennsylvania, they didn't have a soccer team. So they had football, baseball, and basketball. So now I was devastated. Nobody knew what, what soccer was. So, um, so I didn't know what to do. I wanted to play some sports. I tried out for the basketball team and I got cut from the basketball team. I was devastated. I was devastated. I was heartbroken. And my mom, you know, I went home, cried to my mom and my mom gave me a speech that changed my life. Basically she said, Sam, you can be whatever you want, or you can do whatever you want, as long as you're willing to put in the work. So mm -hmm. why don't you go to the boys club? If you want to play basketball, get better at playing basketball and just keep practicing. So then she also did the second thing, which is putting a plan together. She always, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm such a planner. She put a plan together for me to execute, to become better at basketball. So when I did that, you know, um, you know, when I did that, um, you know, when I went to the boys club, we could play basketball. After a few months, I saw the weights and I started lifting weights. And that's when I fell in love with weight training, not only because of the dip, of the transformation that I've seen on my physical body, but the transformation I saw here and everywhere else in my life. That's when I knew that I want to have fitness to be what I want to do the rest of my life. In my own point of view, I've, I've noticed it in myself that every time I go in the morning and I work out, it's a totally different feel throughout the day. Absolutely. And I think whatever, and whatever you apply on one section of your life, it kind of, it, grow, it grows into every section, right? Because I mean, if I remember when, when I started uh, weightlifting, um, right now the, the gyms are closed, so I haven't been in, in the gym for, for a little while but every time I will push a little harder or maybe do one more rep and I think that mentality and that concept kind of grows into other areas of my life and I want to yeah. do something a little bit more and I want to push the limit a little bit more and it helps you out to just like you said it's not only physically but it helps you mentally would yeah. you agree absolutely I, I when I saw how you know working out and fitness changed me, like I said, in all areas of life. That's when I knew that I wanted everybody else to experience what I've experienced. That's why I'm so passionate. Because I know, you know, by working out, you improve your relationship. By working out, you will do better, you know, with your, um, you know, with your work. You do better with your kids. You do better in life. You have more energy. You have more vibrance. You know, you, you, know, you handle stress better. You're just a better person all around. So it, it all... Is interrelated. Mm, okay, understood. 
just to kind of finish it off and put everything together, um, your three principles were faith, family, as well as fitness. What I'm getting from you, okay, is not that you do family or you do faith or you do fitness. I believe you became what you're talking about. And what, I'm, what I mean with that is like, you're applying what you're doing on a daily basis and that's who you become. So those principles that you're applying, it's you. It's not, it's not like, oh, I do this. This is who you are. And I think that's pretty awesome. It seems like you did, you made it into a, into a, not a ritual, but something to, to habitual. And I think that planning has helped you to get there, if I'm not mistaken, to have a plan, applying it, and then getting to a point that you are so used to in it, doing it, that success comes completely easy. That, and that's what everybody needs to do. You know, see, a lot of people can make the plan. A lot of people want to make the plan. They make the plan but they don't show up, you know what I mean? And you gotta understand, once you make a plan, once you make a plan for your life, you can't quit on yourself. You just gotta do it, you gotta do it, whether you feel like it or not, until the plan becomes you, until you become the plan and you're just one. Very good observation, brother. That's, that's pretty awesome, man. That's, I really like that. And other people that have been on the show, they, they, they sound to be as well as you, just planners. They like to plan. They like to know what their weekend, what their week is going to look like, what their month is going to look like. So I just wanted to find out a little bit more about that because I'm really intrigued about this, this subject. Is there something that you do in order to figure that out? Do you, how far ahead do you plan? Is it a big picture and then you break it down? Is it on a daily basis? Or how do you do it to integrate all this stuff that you do? Because I think you do a lot of stuff in, on a daily basis. So what, how so do you I, do it? So I have my life goals and I have my yearly goals. Okay. And then I break it down into daily activities. See, every single day, you either win or you lose. Right? Here's the, here's the problem. A lot of people are playing this game called life. But they don't know what the score is. See, when you play soccer, when you play football, when you play basketball, when you play baseball, when you play hockey, whatever game it is that you play, even if you play video games, I don't care what, anything that you play, you, you know where the score is. You know how good you're doing or how bad you're doing. Okay? But let me ask you a question. Why do people not have a score for their life? Every single day, we're just wasting time. And then we don't know if we're winning or we're losing. We don't know what the score is. Well, you know, I know what I need to do to win the day. And all I know is if I do the things that I need to do to win the day, then I'm going to win the week, then I'm going to win the month, then I'm going to win the year, then I'm going to win life. Bottom line. Wow. Okay. I, I really like that. I've never seen that, that perspective. I really like it. How do you keep score for yourself? Is it just uh, something that you do mentally or do you keep it on paper? No, I have it on paper. I have it on paper. It's, it's written down. I know exactly what I know exactly what time is my family time. I know exactly what time my my workout time is. I know exactly what time my my study time is. I know exactly what time my work is. You know, so everything is one hundred percent planned. So in all areas of life, I'm advancing. I I really like that, brother. So I I I do appreciate you being here. You got a lot of cool stuff. A lot of, a lot of information that you gave us in, in this interview. So I do really, really appreciate it. 
thank you for being here. And I, and hopefully your plan keeps going and keeps growing and you keep helping people. And I, and I hope to see you again here and hopefully with, with a lot more success than that, that we really hope for. Man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. No problem. So thank you guys for watching. One last thing. How can people get in contact with you? How can they transform their lives, their fitness life? How can they get in touch with you? How can they get into your fitness program? Absolutely, man. You know, you know, one of the best ways to contact me is just look, look, up, look me up on Instagram or Facebook. S-A-M, Sam, back T-R-B-A, as in boy, A-K-H-T-I-A-R. Or you can just text me, you know, 909-200-4015. Okay, perfect. And I'll, and I'll set a, a link on the bottom too so they can reach out to you. So if anybody wants to get in there in the best shape of their lives, contact this guy. He will get you guys there. It's not just fitness as you hear it. He has a, a mindset to get you there. So I, I really appreciate it once again, Sam. Thank you for being here and... We'll see you next time. Appreciate it. Thank you.